So this morning, we're talking about dating. But the problem with dating, we're going to start off by talking about the problem, is that we are always in the market when it comes to dating. We're always in the market of asking the question, will this work? Will this work? So the relationship of dating really is, is in the aspect and in the approach of really asking a series of questions. And we kind of approach it kind of as that contract relationship. We talked about the difference between contract and covenant last weekend. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. But as we talked about contract, we talked about how contract is really for ourselves. It's really as a hope of, I'm just going to protect myself. I'm going to cover my butt. And, and in fact, if we look at the word, the Bible doesn't really say anything at all about contracts. It talks over and over again about covenants. It uses the term 300 times in the Hebrew language, the term covenant. And it's a really different approach. And so in dating, there's all of these questions. And I think for some of the girls, they're kind of going, oh man, is he, is he, is he lazy? Is he, is he a, is he, does he have a work ethic? Is he, is he lazy? Is this really going to work? Is he passive? Is he cheap? Is he like my dad? These are some of the questions some of the girls are going. Or, or maybe for you, it's, it, are, is he only a Christian because I'm a Christian? And then as the girls ask that question, I think some of the guys are going, is she crazy? Is there going to come a time where the lid is going to come off and the crazy is going to let loose? Um, and for some of you, maybe that means, man, is she going to be like my mom? And who knows? We won't go there. But, but you're just kind of wondering what's, what's her approach to conflict and you're not really sure. And so in dating, there becomes all of these questions. Is she, is, is she attracted to me because of what I have, not who I am? And, and there's all of this based on a, on a contract relationship. And contract in the sense that it's just Facebook official. And that's what we kind of go off for the contract. But cultural dating is based really on a lie. Cultural basing, dating is based on a lie because it's putting your, your best foot forward. I want to look the best I can. I'm going to plan the coolest dates. We're going to have the greatest conversations and and what every dating couple talks about before they they get together is, oh man, we never fight. Oh man, our parents, we see these other couples, we don't fight. It's because you're stupid. Because, let me tell you why, because real couples, healthy couples fight and they fight well. And so it's more based on this lie of, man, we don't have these problems. You're just kind of removed. It's kind of this cultural line. It's just this contract relationship. And then you get deeper and deeper into this relationship, and then all hell breaks loose. And, and there's this conflict, and there's this evolution in our, in our dating that keeps happening because really dating has evolved from, from activity to category, Dating has gone from activity to category. So dating, what it used to mean back in the day was dating was something that you do. We're going to go date. That's what, that's what we're going to go do. And now it's something of a category. This is someone I'm with. And so dating keeps evolving in culture. And this shift, I think, is really significant. Because what we've created apart from Scripture... Genuinely, apart from scripture, what we've created is a fourth type of relationship that we don't see in scripture, that we call dating. And so in scripture, we see three categories and three phases of relationship. We see the family, the neighbor, and the marriage relationship. So in the family... It's prohibited sexual interaction, your, your, your family together, there's unity there. Then, then you have the neighbor, 
Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. And then, and then we see marriage, like we talked about last weekend, where many of the New Testament writers talk about marriage. But then there's this fourth relationship that comes up in culture, and that's the dating one. And it just brings all of these questions. And it kind of doesn't always align with Scripture. So, so we have a conflict between the cultural model and the Christ-like model. And even Paul drove home the point of the neighbor relationship. He said in 1 Timothy 5, verse 2, he said, Treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sister. That's a, that's a unique approach. We don't think of that when we think of dating, do we, guys? Man, how can I treat her like my sister? That's, that's, that's kind of unique. So having a Christ-centered view of dating really means that, that all outside of marriage relationships are really bound to the standards of purity that God has defined in the neighbor relationship. So as we approach dating, if we're going to do it in a Christ-centered way, we need to do that by approaching it within the neighbor relationship. And I think as we get into the dating relationships, I really want to urge you young couples, you dating couples, to be careful to not create new categories. To not create new categories in this season of your life. Because what our tendency is to do is is to look at scripture and go, okay, I see the family, the neighbor, and the marriage, but maybe I have an opportunity that God wants me to create the dating one. Maybe that's why it's not in scripture. God wants me to create it. He doesn't. He doesn't. He wants you to follow the word clearly because this person does not come before your family. This person is not your financial partner. Don't make big decisions with this person. Be really careful on this. And this is not your spouse. So we really need to look at the the model of dating in a Christ-like manner. We need to look at it with intentional God-centered focus that I, I really believe will help us approach this well. And so there's a couple things as we, as we look at dating to look at it in a Christ-centered way. I think in Christ-centered dating, there needs to be biblical boundaries. Nobody likes to talk about boundaries. We all know that they're necessary, but nobody likes to talk about boundaries because what it does is it begins to draw a line in the sand. And the big question when it comes to boundaries, young people, you know this, is the question in the back of your mind, whether you're asking it intentionally or it's way in the back and you haven't thought about it until now, is how far is too far? You're really asking yourself, how far is too far? And so I want to encourage you guys and also challenge you, you need to keep your hands to yourselves. So guys, your girlfriends or your hangout friends, those are, that's not your wife, okay? It's not your wife. It's not the person you're called to be intimate with. You're not free to be intimate with her. She's your sister in Christ. And you need to treat her with all purity. Remember what Paul said. How are we to treat women? Like they're our own sisters. Okay? So really ask yourself this question, young guys, because I think this is a question we never think about. Who's dating your future wife right now? And how are you dating theirs? Who's dating your future wife right now? And how are you dating their future wife? Think about this, because what it does is it changes the realm of how we see dating, how we see interacting. So would it bother you if, if another dude was holding your future wife's hand? Probably not. But if, if there was another dude who was frisking up your wife, your future wife, you're going to have a problem with that. You're going to go, man, I, I, I would prefer that she stay pure, 
save herself for our marriage. And I think there's some areas where we don't think this through. We don't tend to think it through. And so I wanna make it incredibly clear for you guys as a boundary. How far is too far? So here it is, black and white for you guys. Here's your non-negotiable, okay? If you haven't heard this before, no breasts and no thighs, okay? Hands to yourselves. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's, here's what we're gonna do. Listen to this. Guys, you are so committed to this. Here's what you're gonna do is that you're gonna draw a line in the sand and you're gonna realize you need to keep your hands to yourself. We're gonna call this the KFC method, okay? So that means if you walk into Kentucky Fried Chicken, you're not even gonna order the breasts and the thighs because that's not gonna be on your mind, okay? So we're gonna call this the KFC model and you're gonna keep your hands to yourselves. That's how committed you are to this principle, I think it's important for us to, re- to really clarify, to really draw that line in the sand and realize, man, I need to keep my hands to myself. I gotta really be pure because we don't want some other guy, some other gal touching our future spouse because it begins to just blur things. And think about this. Would you, would you touch your sister that way? Probably not. I hope not. And that's what Paul is clarifying in 1 Timothy This is how you're to treat younger women. This is how you are to treat the women around you with all respect. And so guys, keep your hands to yourselves. And ladies, I think for you, what your your rule is, your kind of line in the sand is, is you need to stop pushing. You really need to guard your minds. We talked several weeks ago when we started this series about being sober-minded so if you're in a relationship with a guy who's really trying and, and just going, man, how do, I, how do I keep us pure? You need to support that. Don't push and go, well, I'm not really sure that the Bible's clear on how much we should be kissing. You know, if, if we're laying down, we're, you know, we're, we're praying half the time. You know, don't blur the lines. Don't push things in any area of the relationship. And I think we need to prepare ourselves and understand that, that if, we're, if we're beginning to push some things, we're really letting in some big potential difficulties and consequences. So don't play mind games. Because I think that's a big one that tends to be in the female category. Because you ladies fight dirty. You do. Guys are like, man, I, I have an issue with you. Let's go out and let's punch each other in the face. That's how guys are. Let's just punch it out. And then five minutes later, we're hanging out. And we're buddies. We're not just Facebook friends. There's a real friendship here. But, but girls, you, you don't fight physically. You fight emotionally and you, you punch us in the soul. And, and that just sticks with us. And then 10 minutes later, we're like, what? what about my mom? And we're just super confused. And I think you really need to be careful with what you're saying. Be careful. Don't be playing mind games. Remember, what we keep going back to is make Christ your standard. Make Christ your standard How are you approaching these relationships? How are you approaching these interactions? We need to honor Christ with our bodies, with our thoughts, with all that we are. Because I think what's really important is that the way we we approach our, our dating relationships, the way we approach our dating relationships is really how we will choose to approach our marriages. I think that's something that we don't always think about. And I think it's really important because let me give you an example. If you take a car that you once bought maybe a couple years ago into a dealership and it's just running rough and you talk with the guy and say, I just want to trade it in. 
and it's just kind of running rough, and the car is a mess. I mean, there is a smell that I cannot clarify. I cannot define what it is, and there's a lot of wear and tear. I mean, it's just evident you didn't really care. If you go in and trade that and put some, maybe put some cash forward, once, once you do that, you're going to get a new car. It's going to run great. It's going to be clean. It's going to have that new car smell. And there's not going to be any dings or dents. But here's what's important. What we need to understand is that if when you trade that in and you get the new vehicle, if you're not trading in the bad behaviors, the bad habits for good behaviors and good habits, then that car is going to be back to that place again. So when it comes to that vehicle running rough, if you're like, oh man, that light came on and that looks pretty and I don't really know what that is. I'm not going to address that. The car is a mess, but you know, I don't really have a garbage can around. If we don't address the real issues, then all we're going to do is just trade out for a new season of chaos. So we need to understand how you're going to approach your dating relationship. It is really going to affect how you approach your marriage in the future. So really ask yourself that. Address some of those things that are maybe some bad habits for you. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, he says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Bad company ruins good morals. And so until we really pursue God's authority, God's leading and his design in relationships, we're we're just gonna fail to make sense of it. And we're going to struggle to steward it well. And so we really need to pursue God and just ask him, God, what do you want to remove? What are the bad habits that are just continually creeping in that, that I'm not giving to you? God, would you change me from the inside out? And so in a Christ-centered dating, there needs to be some biblical boundaries. And number two is that in Christ-centered dating, there needs to be intentional pursuit now, I don't want you to take a lot of liberties with this and, 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 and hear that I think you should run off and go get married and be intentional, but I really want to define this clearly for you because I think, guys, what the tendency is, is, is we just kind of, I think from time to time as boys, we have boys that are just flirting because they're insecure. We have, we have boys just flirting, trying to feel better about themselves and messing with women's souls, And so I think we need to be very careful and very intentional. So girls, whether it scares him away or not, I think you really need to ask yourself the question in the relationship, what are your intentions? Now listen, I know for you, you're probably going, David, I don't want to end up like the cat lady in my 60s, not having a relationship. I want the man, I I get it, but just hold on for a second. Because if you just allow him to just mess with your soul, it's not gonna end well. So I think you really need to ask that question. If it scares him, good. Good. It should scare him. Guys, you should get scared a little bit. Ask yourself that question. What what are my intentions? What am I intending here? Has has the guy that you're going to ask that question of really considered the sacrifice of marriage? the financial weight of marriage, the biblical responsibility of marriage. Girls, make tattoo that on your arm. Make that your biggest question. What are your intentions? And I think somewhere along the lines in, in dating, we've just kind of played around in the dating realm and we've kind of 
we've kind of created this idea in the church that singleness is better. That, that, that it's bad to want a wife, it's bad to want a husband. So, so ladies, maybe for you, you're just kind of in this season of going, man, I just need to be content. So now we have all these, we have all these young ladies walking around, lying to themselves and to God. I'm just, I'm just gonna be content. And so they, they literally pray that, Lord, I'm gonna be content. I'm content right now. So when are you gonna bring the guy? Because I'm content right now, when is he gonna come? And then they just continue to pray, man, God, I will serve you. I'll be committed to you. And so God, where's my guy that I'm gonna be serving with? I think there's just a divided focus that, that, that begins to happen. I think we have a lot of people that, that desire that relationship. They want a spouse. But then they think, man, I, 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 maybe I shouldn't have a spouse. And, and I'll just say that I have the gift. You know, as we see in 1 Corinthians 7, some people say, man, I just have the gift of singleness. I don't need a relationship. So then we have people walking around saying, I don't, I don't want to get married. I'll be single for the rest of my life. And then in that moment, they're just, they're just kind of seeing someone that they can, quote unquote, evangelistically date. And then they're like, God wants me to date him. This is, this is good for our walk with God. And I think we get into some danger there and it doesn't, it's not very intentional. And, and then temptation begins to just set in. It gets too high and the passion there is burning. And we're like, you know what? Uh, on second thought, I don't want that singleness anymore. I'm not content anymore. I, I'm gonna jump back over because, because I'm lonely. Because I, that, that wasn't really a gift to begin with. That was really just a season of discontent. And so I think what's really important is your loneliness, however you feel right now, your loneliness now is only a fraction of what it would be in a godless marriage. Your loneliness right now is only a fraction of what it would be in a godless marriage. So really be careful here. Be intentional with your pursuits. Because I think it's really, it's, it's good for you guys to want wives. Those of you that are not married, it's good for you to want wives. Ladies, it's good for you to want a husband. But, but I think we need to be really intentional here. Ladies, I think you need to ask yourself and, and really ask, what, what's, why am I pursuing this relationship? Ask those guys, what, what are your intentions? Scare them a little bit, okay? My dad wants to ask you, what are your intentions? Fathers, get involved there. It's fun, I can't wait. So I think that's a really important question. And guys, if you want a wife so bad, do the work. Because there's a lot of guys out there that, that just bother me in the sense of going, man, I just want a relationship. I want a wife. And they just kind of, they kind of sit there and pray the passive prayer of, God, would you give me a woman? Man, God, would you just, hey, I've got five minutes. God, would you give me a woman? Oh, I got another two minutes today. God, would you give me a woman? There's going to be more that God's going to ask you to do than just talk with him about it. Okay. There's a time where you're going to have to go out, grow up, and what you're going to need to do is go out and pursue intentional relationship. There's going to be a time where it can't just be a passive conversation. You have to be intentional. I mean, this is the funny thing. You do it with everything else. What happens if you want money? You have to get a job. What happens if you want food? You need to go out and get it. And this may sound weird, but guys, you just need to go out and get your woman. Okay, there, there needs to be this time where if you're gonna be intentional, it can't just be like, oh, she looks neat, let's, let's hang out, we'll see what happens. Guys, be intentional. You're, you're called to so much more as followers of Christ. Stop mucking it up and making it messy. Be intentional. There's gonna come a time where you're gonna have to grow up, and I think now is the time. 
See, the Bible's really clear on this. When, when God created Adam and Eve, he said really clearly, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast, cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So what's really important for you to learn is the leave part. No girl wants to date a man who's living in his mom and dad's basement, okay? So you need to do some work. Be intentional, intentional pursuits, knowing that your first pursuit, more than anything, your first commitment, what's gonna help you reach out and go further in that is your commitment to Christ. And so in Christ-centered dating, there needs to be clear commitment. I think often in dating relationships, we put an unrealistic commitment on each other. We see dating couples with way too much going on where they're making decisions together. They're sharing financial bills together. They own cars together. They start families together. We're operating outside of a relationship that we see in scripture. We're, we're, we're just operating outside of this neighbor relationship. We're beginning to create this fourth category. And so we have this unrealistic commitment. We have this false sense of security in it. I think because in dating commitments, either, either dating partner has no real binding commitment. In dating, we see this all the time, that there's a couple that's dating, they're, they're saying they're intentional, they're saying they're pursuing boundaries, and there's no real commitment there, there's no true value there, and there's, there's an easy way to be in and out. And so I think as we approach relationships, when it comes to commitment, we need to have a clear commitment, understanding that the highest priority relationship is Jesus. The highest priority relationship is Jesus. And so in marriage, it's an opportunity to live out that relationship. It's an opportunity to model our relationship with Jesus. And I think in dating sometimes, we try to create intimacy where there shouldn't be intimacy. And then we get into dating and we go, man, let's just get married. Let's just get married right now. Let's just, let's just make this commitment thing happen. And it'll get clearer as we go on, which means more and more danger. Because only in marriage, only in a true marriage relationship with the clarity of the commitment being to Christ, does it produce the long-term commitment that we think that dating is just going to create. So young people, be careful. Be careful with how you approach relationship. Be careful with how quickly you think of getting into marriage. Be careful with how quickly you just give away your soul. I think it's really important for us to understand we need to never get into into marriage just because our desire is for security. If your security doesn't come from Christ then it's only gonna be a ongoing false security from a man because you're making him your standard. And you need to learn to make Christ your standard. So there's no deeper intimacy than what we see when we give ourselves fully to God. And then we see how God created Adam and Eve. And he just begins to intermingle the two. It becomes a relationship deeper than the physical It's not just to seeing if it's gonna work out, getting together, it's an intentional, clear commitment. I think this is what we need to understand. We need to have a clear commitment that is first with Christ. When it comes to 
the analogies of, of this. One, one buddy gave me a great example who's a rock climber. And he asked me, have you ever heard the term belaying? And he started to explain that this term meant that someone grabs on a harness and it's the person that you are fully dependent upon. Both parties are in a harness system and one is helping the other down. Now, what this means in belaying, what you're clearly defining is, my eyes are gonna be completely on you. I'm gonna be committed to this right here. I'm gonna be intentional. And belaying actually is a French word and the meaning of it is to hold fast, which is intriguing because I think what happens in dating is that we hope for belaying and with the whole harness system and we look at this other person and go, we're not asking the intentional questions. We're not approaching it with healthy boundaries. So we're going, hey, there's, there's a hill I wanna climb. You've got some rope, I've got some rope. Let's just tie it around our waist and see what happens. And that, that brings forth a lot of pain, a lot of struggle because we're not being intentional. We're not approaching it with clear commitment. Okay, what I'm about to walk into is for the rest of my life. What I'm gonna walk into is commitment to you and to you only. So when it comes to rock climbing, this is a serious, serious approach. And so my buddy Jared, when he approaches this, he approaches this with middle school and high school students. And he uses this example and they put on the harness and they, and they talk through the belaying concept before they get up on the mountain because there's a lot at stake. So they need to understand, listen, you need to let all other distractions go. You need to let everything else go. You need to be committed. Really ask yourself, am I, am I gonna put on this harness and I'm gonna be, am I gonna be committed to this person? So it's not just a method of, hey, let's climb a rock and tie some rope around our waist. It's, it's looking at the person and, and, and really asking, here's my intention. I'm gonna be wholly committed to you and I will not let you fall. I'm gonna be completely committed to you. So that's the person we need to find when it comes to dating. When it comes to looking at that, when it comes to that, I, I really believe that in the dating category or, or activity, we need to look at it in a sense only of marriage. Because I think what we tend to do is just in, intermingle souls in a, in a dangerous way. So we begin to just kind of gather together one-on-one -on -one and we create these relationships that don't last. And so really ask yourself, am I, am I approaching this with clear commitment? Or, or are we just trying this and seeing if this relationship thing works because I'm lonely and he doesn't have a job. And so we're just, gonna, we're just gonna approach this together and really ask ourselves, man, will this, will this kind of work? I think we need to be more intentional than that. I think we need to have some clear commitment. And what we see from Belaine is that there's life at stake. And it's very intentional to approach it from a Belaine concept. No one gets to walk on and just grab a rope and go, let's do this. Everybody has to go through a process of education, of commitment. So that's the person you need to find. Really ask yourself, don't look for someone who's going, man, I got nothing at the end of my rope. Is, is anyone willing to tie it around their waist? No one who's committed to the process, looking towards marriage, is approaching it that way. So we need to find that person, that person who's gonna keep that commitment of your relationship with Christ first. Not who's gonna make you their highest priority. 
I think that's the dangerous thing. I remember when Sean and I were, were first married, and I don't know if it was a dream or a thought of, of the fact of me dying. And she just mentioned, she goes, man, I, that would just wreck me. I, I don't know what I would do. I'd be lost without you. And I just kind of sat there for a second and said a very non-husband thing, and I just said, that really sucks for you. Because I don't want to be my wife's everything. See, in dating, I think there's a danger where you tend to make your partner, your, your dating person, you make them your everything. And there's a lot of danger in that because it's not, in, it's not a commitment. It's just a, a, a tying a rope around the waist and saying, man, as long as you're here, this is what's gonna last. And see, guys, I think there's a great need for us to do some education to do some work, to understand the, the concept of belaying as it would be in a biblical context. So if, if your intention is to not eventually leave your father and mother and hold fast to that woman, then why in God's name are you calling yourself a dating couple? Why? Why are you doing that? Because you're, you're playing around with a woman's soul and God didn't create her for you to mess it up. So be really careful in that. Be really intentional in that because you really need to ask yourself some healthy questions. And I think you need to make your commitment first to Christ, to trust in him fully in the whole process. Get around like we talked about, get around some godly men. And, and I mean, I mean, guys, Guys, get around some godly men. Ladies, get around some godly ladies, okay? Don't, don't, ladies, don't go to the godly men and go, man, where's the guy that I can find? No, no, no. Get with the same gender and do some work of going, man, how can I pursue having clear commitment first to Christ? How can I be intentional in this? Making your commitment to Christ and trusting in him. Psalm 37, five says, commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will act. Commit your way to the Lord. So what does that mean? That means submitting to him. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. So have some clear biblical boundaries. Be intentional and have clear commitment your first commitment being to Christ. Make your standard Christ. Guys, bank everything on Christ. Let's pray.